Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hold My Bread. What an exciting day. What an exciting time. This is a great episode. I'm excited to have you here. As always, I'm Matt Backus. And as always, Joel Lukowski. Hello, breadheads. Gather round. It is time to join the gluten gang, for it is time to carbo load. You are listening to Hold My Bread, the $5,032.83 podcast. Boy, it's a good thing we recorded today, huh? We were not going to be a $5,000 podcast. We're going to be a $5,000 podcast on Monday, but come Wednesday, this is a $5,000 podcast which uh, a lot of Patreons get every month, but uh, we don't know how to set one up yet. This is year two. That's not true. Our Patreon's live now. Whoa, Patreon is live now. What's our Patreon? Our Patreon is Hold My Bread. Uh, I'm going to pull it up on my laptop right now, but our, our, I set it up last night. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's live now. Uh, you can, there's only one tier because I, I just wanted to set it up to have it set up, but um there's only one tier available currently and uh it's just five dollars um because we you and i still need to figure out what we're going to do as far as incentives and and tiers and and all that stuff so um but if you yeah if you want to support us you know we've been doing this podcast for a while i feel like the last couple episodes we've put out have been have been really good so if you want to just go on there um and give us five dollars uh yeah i mean I just lost my job, so give me five dollars. It's also going to help us grow the podcast. You know? Oh, you lost your job? I didn't tell you that. No, I mean you. I went. Well, we haven't talked since I went to your job, and well, I mean congratulations because it seemed like you really hated it. Like yeah. I, I had a great time with the next job on Christmas. He was gave giving tours at Rock Center, and he had, was having a miserable day. I had a little magic Christmas. While every foreign tourist was not tipping him, so you lost your job, huh? Um, yeah. So it what? Uh, yeah, I mean they they furloughed me, whatever. So they said that they would bring me back in March, but a couple days ago they were like, "We're gonna have to let you go until March." And so I was like, "Oh, cool." So you had me work New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. You work me like that, and then you cut me loose. Like I'm a little Ooh, bit pissed yeah, off. Yeah, yikes! That. that is gnarly. But at least you're coming back to the unemployment fold with that extra three hundred under your belt, with that little stimmy money coming your way. And then yeah. if things don't work out for you, um, I think you can storm the Capitol. Yeah, actually, that's why we're recording this podcast. I got a, uh, I have a flight. I, I booked a blade to the Capitol, so I got to go get my picture taken in Nancy Pelosi's office before it gets uh, a lot of good cool. selfies coming out of that today. And uh, I know I'm on the other side of this than the terrorist today, but the guy who wore the Viking hat, respect. That's a good look. I see the tattoos. I see the body. If you know you're gonna commit an act of treason against your own nation. That is the correct ensemble. Carhartt pants, no bod, American beefcake torso, Beezlebub fucking head. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that guy's ready. I mean, get ready to see, if you live in the D.C. area, get ready to see that man's uh, picture all over your Tinder, Hinge, Bumble. I mean, that guy is putting those pictures up everywhere. Yeah, and you, he's, but it sucks because you're only allowed to swipe right on his profile. Nothing left with him. Yeah, not even, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just got that. That's funny. Um, yeah, so yeah, our Patreon's live. Go check out our Patreon. There's no pressure, but 
Uh, it's still bare bones as far as the tiers and all that. But and what is you know, that? Pa- it up, what is that Patreon URL? Um, it is uh, whole, it's literally patreon.com slash hold my bread. If you go to find a creator, type in hold my bread, it will pop up. You'll see our logo. You'll see the only tier we have. Um, I made our first tier, our first and only tier. Do you want to guess what I made it? IPO. I did. You, yeah, you looked it up. I've got yeah, it open. IPO, our IPO price, $5. Um, like I said, if you don't get anything for it, it's just to support us. And, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I did that last night. So hey, this is a great episode. I'm yeah, glad we, we, we got, we got no incentive here. I'm a little bit, I'm pretty sick today to be honest with you. I'm having something of a day over here. I will get into it. And I, I have no talents. I have no assets. I have nothing to give the good people. A drawing of mine, you don't want it. A recording, you don't want it. But what I have is loyalty. No, that's so, not true. You have something. We're gonna uh, eventually. We're gonna give out your feet picks. Don't don't do. We do have the feet picks, but this this is better than the feet picks. It's loyalty. You can only yeah. get feet picks through loyalty. So it's a Pe- kind of a you give a man a fish. You know, he fish for a day. <laughs> that's a foot pick. You teach a man how to be loyal. He'll get foot picks for a lifetime. So the first ten people to sign up for our Patreon, I will give you my personal email. I will give you my personal phone number. And if you ever need something, I'm your man. Joel, I need someone to fill, download this app so I can get $10 off my next pizza order. I'm your guy. Joel, I need someone to give a Yelp review for this restaurant. I don't like. Hit me up. Joel, I'm, a, I'm in New York. Uh, I, need, I have a 75-pound thing I need lifted. If it's in North Brooklyn, I'm on my way. That's what I will do for you. First 10 people, you're in the Joel Walkowski loyalty program. I will be in your back. For life, unless you sleep with my high school girlfriend. That, that's the only time I've ever been like, yeah, you're a bad guy. Casting <laughs> someone out. Well, that's reasonable. That's a, fair, that's a fair line to draw. You know, I understand that. So, yeah, take advantage of that. But um, this is a theme this week, and it's a, a crossover theme with what's going on in the world right now. And I'm talking about, of course, beans. So Bean Dad, he's blowing up on Twitter. What is Bean Dad? Um, it's a guy i think he gave his daughter who was nine a can opener that she didn't ha- know how to use and a can of beans and that was how she learned to use a can opener all right cool it was like bo- like people are debating whether or not it's childhood like a child abuse and you know i would just like to contribute to the discourse that i got beat with a shoe yeah, it's not like he beat her with a can of beans. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting hit with a shoe. You you try you make me try and open beans. That's not cruel. My mom, I wore glasses. My mom would take away my glasses. She would deprive me of one of my senses. I don't yeah. even have a chance of getting a life skill about that. And then yeah, that's wild. And then of course yesterday, Mr. Bean gets canceled. People, what did he get canceled for? People get this. This is the most beautiful sentence in the English language. People are upset with something Mr. Bean said. Well, the, the, at least Rowan Atkinson's okay. Like Mr. Bean got canceled. Not no, Rowan. no, no. It was Ro- It was Rowan. He he rallied uh. against cancel culture. Got canceled. And um, you know, Mr. Bean. Everyone knows he is probably the first comic since Chaplin to work in every country for every age demographic, for every race demographic. And I think we all agree that's because of his nuanced opinions on the modern world. 
I, I'll, I'll say this. Mr. Bean has never made me laugh, not once. I don't think it's funny to make fun of people with mental illnesses. I don't think it's funny what he's doing. I don't like his car. I don't. I think it's unsafe. I don't like. No, Mr. no, no, Bean no, no. There, no. There's a car that you're not supposed to like in this show, and that's the three wheeled car. Mr. Bean's <laughs> car is great. You lock it up. You put it there. Mr. Bean's a personal hero of mine. I love Mr. Bean. I he makes me laugh more than anything. Well, first of all, Mr. Bean's my father, so please call me Bean. <laughs> Um, I was Mr. Bean for Halloween many years. <laughs> you had a Mr. Bean Halloween? I was Bean for Halloween. <laughs> a real hollow bean? Uh, I, I truly mean that, though. I've never, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. It's like uh, It's like those, um, what is it, Earl Goes to Jail or whatever? What are those movies the called? Earl Goes to Jail. I, I think you're trying to talk about a Dixie Chicks music video. <laughs> no, I believe. My name is Earl. No, what were those movies? The the, the idiot that was always getting in trouble, Mister Mister Bean. No, not another Ernest. Idiot. Uh, Ernest, Ernest, Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to hell. Ernest goes to whatever. Those movies never did anything for me. Uh, Ernest scares stupid is hilarious. I mean, sorry, very scary, very scary <laughs> movie. I could not walk past it in a blockbuster video. Which, uh, if you're a new listener, if you're under the age of eighteen. That was our Netflix. We had to go to the store and we would go with our parents on Friday nights and we'd be there for an hour just trying to figure out what to watch. So it was the same thing, except you were under fluorescent lighting. But no, Mr. Bean's great. I'm not going to debate this with you because he's got a track record of worldwide success. (laughs) And there's a lot of things you don't you love that I don't make fun of the killers. But um, (laughs) Jack, I don't like the killers that much. Victor Oladipo. Oh, the people in your family. <laughs> yeah. I, but um, here is the deal. I bring these up not to talk about these issues. I'm people talk about news stories coming threes. I'm the third bean. Oh, okay. You're not going to believe this. I'm using everything I learned in grad school. Everything I learned in these approaches to cut friggin' deals. So I live near, one of my favorite coffee shops. It was always, I kind of worked near where my current apartment is. And there's a place on Greenpoint in Manhattan and McGinnis, Cafe de Columbia, best coffee in Brooklyn at the very least. Like, even if that's not hyperbole, I got them ranked top three easily. It's a Colombian family. They bring their beans over from Colombia and it's great. I got that a couple. seems like it would be expensive. It is expensive. A pound of it is $18 for just the beans. I spent $8 on my quad oat latte, walking sweet Tilly there every morning. And I don't even like going because they're the sweetest family. And I dropped a bag of weed there during finals week. And I'm a little embarrassed of it, to be honest with you. Do you think they found it? Yeah, they definitely found it. And they were like, this is some stinky coffee. it, It was, it was some good stuff. They were, they were I was glad to tip them. They deserve it more than me. But the beans are expensive. And so I started working on them. Every time I go, in, like, hey, do you want to get a... What, what, what does it cost to get a better bag of beans? Because a pound is 18. A kilo is 35. So I was like, okay. What if I do a volume deal? So here's what I did. I bought 10 kilos of coffee from them. I don't have room for them in my apartment. But I, I, I created a system of inventory with them. Every time I get one of my kilos I, I from the Colombians, I check it off 
and I bring it back. They keep the stash at their place. And you know what? We created a system of inventory. We created a a good rate. How guess how much twenty two pounds of premium beans cost me? I was just trying to figure that out. I don't. I couldn't even guess. I can't. Don't even have a guess. Um, a hundred and ninety dollars. Wow. And how long do you think that will last you? I think it's about six months worth. I that would be my guess. Um, that's incredible. You're a real businessman, Joel. It's the best business I've ever done, and it's just buying coffee beans. You're a couple steps away from selling that coffee for them. Like you could just, you get people hooked on that and you could start selling it wholesale to people. You know what I mean? You're just becoming, you're like a, you're a couple of moves away from being a distributor for them. And it's amazing because they, I am a couple steps away. They're literally one of my favorite businesses and they're the business that's the closest to me. I've never had that in my life. It's great. That's one thing I do. Uh, one of the things I not one thing I do respect. I respect a lot about you. But one thing I respect about you is is that you do find things like this and companies like this and businesses like this, uh, mainly small businesses in neighborhoods that you live in, and you support them. I love that. I feel like I try to do that because of you. Especially right now. I mean, with your stimulus money, like this is when you got to go out and you got to find a small business that's vulnerable and support them. High end coffee shops, record stores, are something that I am supporting. I do have a grievance, but um, I, I bought a great Blondie album. I've been looking for it for the longest time. I, I get it for six bucks. I'm so hyped about it. So I get it home yesterday. What do you think said in that Blondie sleeve? Best of Barbara Streisand. I mean, how did you not take it out of the sleeve before you, you bought it? You can't. You, your records are fragile. You're not. You you just don't look. I I. Never even even considered that was something to do, and this has happened to me previously. So I got the better of it, but in this instance, I came out a little bit worse. I'm not against Barbara Streisand, but it's it's got Atomic on that album, Dreamings on that album. So I mean, you got to slide them out of the sleeve, make sure it's not scratched, make sure it's playable. No, because they're in plastic. Oh, You're there. oh, it was like sealed. Oh, you got bamboozled. You were hoodwinked. I mean, it, these things happen. It's more funny, and I'm just really looking forward to the awkward uh, awkward exchange. And if you just want to look at the other big business in, wheelings and dealings in my life right now, yes, the beautiful one, Gabby Garcia, did throw out a, a cashier's check somehow today. I don't know how that happened, but we're not paying rent. Wow. She, I mean, I feel like this has happened before. Gabby's got a habit of throwing out checks. Gabby has a habit of throwing out checks. That is the absolute truth. And maybe it was me, but I didn't know it was a check. So I think that gets me off the hook. Other, other things going on in my life. I'm sorry, I'm going off the rails here. I got two other things going on. I got food poisoning and uh, an ear infection. Oh. Yeah, I haven't had an ear infection in years. Luckily, I've never had one. I've just been riding. I've been wearing headphones too much, so I, I put a Q-tip in my ear this morning because it felt a little moist, and then just a bunch of blood came out, which uh, not great. Yeah, that's not where you want it to come out. No, where do you want it to come out? I don't know, but of all the places, that's got to be one of the worst. I don't know. It could be one of the best. I don't know about that. I don't want to hear my blood. Okay, so nose is the best. My gums, because that means you're brushing. Yeah, that's true. Blum, nose, mouth. Mm, I mean, maybe like, you know, the hand, 
If your hand, you got a cut on your hand. But what? What if it's a hangnail? Nothing's worse than a hangnail. I've been. I'm pretty proud of myself. I have pretty good uh, fingernail uh, fingernail health. I mean, ever since I've been climbing, my fingers are all like fucked. But I feel like I've done pretty good as far as clipping and not picking. And I feel like I got good fingernail health. I was so doing. I was doing good, but I I chewed my fingernails watching the coup. I will admit it. Oh, that'll do it to you. You know, it's fine. I miss being young and flexible and being able to bite my toenails. Those were the days. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he did that too. All right, so let's get into the show. Down goes Kelly. Kelly Leffler with her Madewell $300 plaid shirts got sent packing last night. And uh, yeah, she found out there was a pandemic. She bought stock in body bag companies. The WNBA rallied against her because she owns the team. When they started their campaign, Warnock was getting 9% of the vote. As of today, he is the winner. Yeah, hit the bricks. Uh, No more insider trading. Now it's outsider trading like the rest of us. Uh, Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, we've got a couple episodes. Like We've had a couple episodes just not devoted, but where we just talk about how much we hate her and how much she sucks. And we did an episode about her. So it's nice to really finally have a reason to celebrate uh, her, her loss. And it's great to see her like trying to rally with Donald Trump and like stand, trying like stand against black churches and then have black churches just come back and be like, Oh, we're going to fuck your whole thing up. Like, that's great. Yeah. And the thing is like, she didn't run initially. It was just a power grab. She's not a Trumpy. She's probably not someone who hates the black community, the fiber of her being, but she's so inauthentic. We got to see her publicly get caught between two worlds and just have to live like a really fake existence. So I've really enjoyed it. She no longer has to ride around in a pickup truck. So she is free. She's going to be in probably in that apartment we stayed in in Jamestown, Rhode Island next time we go up there. But aside from that, hit the bricks, Kelly. Yeah, we love to see it. Uh, Huge win. So happy to have that to report. We got a Patreon set up and we got that. What more do you need? Yeah, and you will have the Joel Walkowski corner package. If you are among the first 10 subscribers, I will proofread a term paper. I will talk you through massaging your dog's anal glands. It's a lot of important stuff, info I can provide to you. It's important to express those glands. So uh, I think the other thing we talk about and is kind of occupied a similar place to Kelly Leffler is a heart attack medication called Amarin. And do you still have your stock? I do have my stock. Honestly, I was looking at it uh, today and looking at selling it. Um, Because it's up, right? I haven't looked at the chart, but I imagine it's up. I mean, it is up, but it's up so slowly. It's up like, I mean, it is so slow. Like, it's at like five something dollars. It's gone up maybe like 30% in like three months. I mean, it's, I guess it's pretty good, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, but then it was down like 230% over the nine months before that. Let me, yeah, it's 515 right now. And over the last three months, it is up uh 1.18%. So not even that. 1.18%. So over the past 3 months. So it is slow. I'm I'm bag holding it at this point. Um I'm down almost $300 on it. Um so my average price uh, is 1504 for my personal portfolio. So 
uh, Ameren is slow to climb. But I have noticed that they're advertising a ton. Vasipa is the actual product, and they own so many football, Hulu, time slots right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I saw there's a big thing that uh, I read a news story that says that like Ameren is like becoming big or going to do some deals out in China. So I think that could help them if that stuff goes through. So, uh, I mean, there's a 62% buy rating on, uh, on Ameren analysts are giving a 62% buy rating on uh, what I'm looking at right here. So I'm not going to be buying anymore. I've already got my ass handed to me. Um, and I've got some other plays I think I would rather make, but you know, the fact that you're seeing these commercials and like I said, there's that news about it in China. I mean, it could be a potential play who knows how long it'll take to pay out, but it could be good. Yeah. And there's really two ways a product crosses over it either. So initially they were trying to be proprietary in the marketplace. That's why it was so important a few months back when Ameren lost their lawsuit against some of their competitors. No generic versions of their pills can be offered. However, if you can't go that route, you that's where marketing comes in. And I think it is kind of smart how they're positioning themselves in the marketplace because what captive audience is more disposed to a heart attack than people still watching Sunday Night Football? They've watched seven hours of football. They're still on the couch. They've been eating all day. That's who you want to re- reach with your heart attack medication ad. It's the perfect demo. Absolutely. They're going to see that ad. They're going to sit up to get a closer look. And as soon as they sit up, boom, heart attack. Got them. Oh, there you go. And see, what, what, so what pharmaceutical drugs from the past 25 years crossed over, became part of our culture? Erectile dysfunction drugs. What did erectile dysfunction drugs advertise during? NFL football. Because men love, if there's one thing, if there's three things men love, it's football, it's heart attacks, and it's being able to get boners. And that's so different for me. You want to know what my Sunday was? What's that? So I I watched the games alone in quarantine. I'm no longer at the turkey's nest. So on Sunday... I watched alone. I set up three monitors. I did yoga during all the games, and I just gambled profusely. It was beautiful. That does sound nice. Yeah, I did like two hours of yoga, hour of weights, and, you know, that's just a nice way to take in a football game. I thoroughly uh, yeah. enjoyed that that afternoon. Okay, so that's the housekeeping for today. That's what I wanted to talk about before we got into it. So it is a new year. Any resolutions, Matt? Um, I don't know. Not really. I am. Uh, I'm, I've set out a goal for myself to do ten thousand push-ups this year. I think I'm going to do ten thousand push-ups. Um, that's which is doable. That's about thirty a day. I'm already. Uh, I've done about. I don't know. I've done it every day so far, so I'm doing pretty well. That's about it. That's the only real New Year's resolutions I made. I'm. I'm making myself more productive. I've really set up my desk. I cleaned out my desk. I minimized uh, some of the clutter. Um, I'm buying a. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna have three monitors. So hopefully you're gonna have two monitors. Have, you have. I'm, one. I have two now. I'm gonna have three. No, you have a computer and a monitor, right? Right. So that's two. But the computer is not a laptop. The computer is a laptop. And then you have a monitor. 
and then I have a monitor, and then I'm going to get another monitor. See, because I got one monitor, and you're talking about two monitors. Or I was like, I'm thinking, do I have enough, enough monitors? I just got the one. Now I need two. Well, I'm about to have two, I guess. I mean, if you don't count the laptop screen as a monitor, I'm going to have two monitors. It confused me. I'm like a dog backed into a corner. I felt threatened and scared. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's it, though. I'm just doing those push-ups. I'm going to try. I'm trying to be more productive. Um trying to be more ballsy with my trades i've given myself um hopefully i'm gonna um if this two thousand dollar stimulus comes through i'm gonna take a thousand dollars of that and support local businesses and then i'm gonna take another thousand and i'm gonna put it in the market and uh hopefully i can make some moves with it now i feel you- very confident in my uh research and stuff lately i'm feeling very good about the upcoming year as far as stocks yeah because we made enough mistakes Early on, there we didn't fall for any traps, and we were a little old school. So, I mean, we're now 16 months into this. We should have picked up a thing or two, and so let's let's show them what we know. So we did we did make some trades with the portfolio. What yes, was 2020 about? How did we re-engineer the portfolio? Well, I know we espoused the buy and hold Boglehead philosophy, but a couple of our stocks. They were either predicated on the election year or on like companies that we weren't bounced back yet. So I sold off our Twitter, Matt. We made a profit on it. I think we doubled up and right. I tried to sell our Herman Miller, but sometimes I it's kind of counterintuitive when you have to sell past hours because I think you texted me about some move you wanted to make. For at like a 420 so i did like one trade and i didn't get to the other one so i somehow still have the herman miller but i did um i did roll it over and i made another pick and i used some of our money you want to hear what we used our money on i would love that okay so i want to make sure i have this ticker absolutely correct htbi that's not it. I keep making that mistake. It's BTAI, and I keep calling it HTBI for some reason. It's just the wires are crossed in my mind. It's BioXL Pharmaceuticals. In, uh, Matt, what's the most important question you ask yourself when we pick a stock? Can we visit the CEO? And I'm glad you asked. We can... Um, BioXL Therapeutics is located in New Haven, Connecticut, which is just a two-hour drive and home to some of the best pizza in the world. Frank Pepe's, maybe, I don't I, I don't want to visit until the special summer tomato pizza comes back, but hopefully if this stock goes down, it, it'll go down slightly after Memorial Day. It seems like it is kind of rocky up and down the last three months but it is trending up over the year over the year it's up uh, 192 over the over the year so yeah so i went in on this stock they have pretty good findings with treatment of dementia and there's actually if you go into all of the kind of message boards where these stocks are discussed in great detail there's a pretty present rumor that this tr- there's a contract between BioXL and the military for some of their products to be used in treating PTSD. Wow, interesting. Okay. So if you're telling me there's like a pharmaceutical company with that are 
his treatments for a couple of the most kind of vague and incendiary ailments in the world today in that they have a government contract. That's enough for me to get on board. I made my Twitter money. I don't think that Twitter is going to skyrocket like before. It, it'll hit a great benchmark at some point, but there's nothing that's going to force Twitter to suddenly shift the honest from being a product versus being a bottom line company. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great, uh, I, I like your logic. I agree. It is so ballsy of Twitter to do that because they were kind of the first one to like go IPO on their own terms. They're like, yeah, we're going to go public. And like a lot of companies, they resist going public because then you have to, you're beholden to the stockholders. And meanwhile, Twitter, they don't really prioritize making money. So there's always a lot of, there's there's hostile takeover attempts. There's Jack Dorsey trying to run a company that's ethical, productive, but maybe not profitable. So we got out of Twitter and we tried to get over our Herman Miller, but we're stuck with it. Just like their furniture, their shares last a lifetime. Hey, that's a good, what a, what a good ad. Yeah, I mean... Bring me back to Michigan. Let's do it. And then I did buy something called Dogecoin at your prompting for a penny a coin. Yeah. How many uh, How many coins did you buy? I We have 1,900 Dogecoins. Nice. That's pretty good. I bought myself. Yeah, we were honestly, all last year, the whole time we've had this podcast, we haven't really talked about crypto. Um, we kind of refused to acknowledge its existence, but... Recently, I am a uh, convert. I'm on, in on Dogecoin. I have 38,000 Dogecoins. Um, That's $38, folks. No, that is not $38. That is, uh, that's like f- almost $400. Oh, it's not? No. Uh, I, it's, yeah, I, I put in $400 in, into Dogecoin. Uh, and then I also um, put in $1,000 in Litecoin. Ooh, is it Dogecoin? Because it has a dog on it, and it yeah, could, that's the Doge. But it couldn't be a dog e-coin. I mean, if you it's want an to call electronic it that, coin with a dog on it, the, they're, you're going to be laugh. They're going to laugh in your face if you call it that. I mean, it wasn't. It started as a joke, though. Like I believe, yes. do, like a lot of these cryptocurrencies, there was like, oh, we we did crypto mining. These are proprietary. They exist. They are secure. And like, I believe Dogecoin is. They started it because it was funny. It took off on TikTok and it skyrocketed when a porn star tweeted about it. Yeah. I mean, it did start as a joke and it is kind of a joke. I mean, it's taken it forever to get to a penny. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be, this is one of those things where like, I think Dogecoin is, I mean, with anything like cryptocurrency, this could blow up tomorrow. Um, but I have a feeling that Dogecoin is going to take, this is going to be a three or four year investment. Uh, it might hit a dollar. It might hit five cents in three or four years. But, you know, it's just one of those things where I think it's a steady investment. Litecoin, though, Litecoin has been trending up uh, for the last year. That's why I think Litecoin is a good move. Um, I bought $1,000 of Litecoin at uh, 159 It is at 166 right now. Uh, and I've seen projections that Litecoin could be the next Bitcoin in that it could be you know, five years from now, one Litecoin could be, um, you know, a couple thousand dollars. So, I mean, it could happen. I feel bad for people. Like, it's it's somehow like people don't understand cryptocurrency, but somehow they do. 
Like I have family members in Michigan who are like, yeah, I heard about that when it came out. I wish I bought it. And I tell them, well, if you actually, if you put the same amount in the market and you just, uh, you know, went conservative, you'd probably have a, a decent chunk of change either way. And like, I thought it'd be a way to open up a dialogue. And that was not interesting to them. Oh, people, yeah, they don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear that. Yeah, it's like, no, no, it's actually, you can make money. They're like, no, no, I didn't read about it in a magazine. Can't help me. Yeah. So it really bummed me out. I heard another relative describe their business plan. It really bummed me out. And, it, you know, that's why we do this. There's not enough of a understanding about these things. If you didn't get in on Bitcoin, good. There's other opportunities. The world is in flux at every single moment. There's always something coming up the path. Do right. not beat yourself up over missing out on one because that's going to stop you from finding the next one. Absolutely. I mean, take it as much as it's, I don't know. I, I feel I, I feel like I can follow this lesson in finance and in my everyday life. It's very difficult, but it's like, you just got to take that on the chin, take that as a lesson and be like, all right, well, I'm not going to do that again. Like I'm not going to, that's why I got into Dogecoin. That's why I got into Litecoin because I know that I remember being at the Creek in the cave. I remember hearing people talk about Bitcoin and I just blew it off. And then I remember, what was his name? Dominic Fogarty. He made a fuckload of money on Bitcoin uh, and I didn't, you know, of course there's obviously the feeling of like, oh, I missed out, but you can't let that feeling of missing out ruin, like you said, ruin the future opportunities for you. There's always stuff coming, uh, and there's always stuff you can, you can, you know, learn from it and figure out a way to make it work. Um, and I think that's a good lesson to have in finance or a good out, like way to look at it in finance. Yeah, absolutely. Just because you miss out on one thing that's going to stop you from missing out. That's a loser mentality. There's opportunities every second of every day. That's what day trading is. So Bitcoin, is it a once in a lifetime thing? I don't know. If we're seeing IPOs double every time they open, if we're seeing Tesla skyrocket beyond the limits of stock computations, it seems to be that these opportunities aren't once in a lifetime. It seems like these opportunities are once every six months. Right. I mean, just pick up on, it's almost like pick up on a pattern, you know, pay attention. What do you see? Do you see it happening around you? Is it, it could happen again. It, it's, it's not, uh, it's not impossible. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not that, it's not that serious. Like I said, I, I'm so, I feel so, I'm so excited about the potential of Litecoin and, and Dogecoin and Dogecoin is so low. I mean, it's, it's gotta be under a penny right now, I think. So it's like, if you got fifty dollars, uh, or put a hundred dollars in, or you know, buy one Litecoin, and uh, in a couple of years, if it's worth a couple thousand, you know, there you go. Yeah, why not throw it out there? There's always more. So I think we each have three picks for the coming year. Do you want to go first? Or you want to go last? Well, I actually want to go first, but I also broke the rules. I have four picks. I had four. I you can go. You can go first. I would like to go first. So these are in no particular order. I actually want to go on. I want to start off. I'm going to break from the outline for a minute. I want to go on this one I found. This is the one I found. I couldn't sleep last night. I was up at like three last night uh, finishing up the Patreon and, and looking for stocks and stuff. And I found this. Um, this is the one I was excited. I texted you about this. But uh, Jaguar Health, uh, their stock ticker, I think, is JagX, is a uh, I drove one of those for care. a while. What's that? I drove one of those for a while. Not very good in the snow. Oh, I mean, I feel like 
I have all the cars like that. I don't know if I would want a Jaguar. I think I'd rather have like a BMW as opposed to a Jag. Yeah, Jags are a woman's car. I was driving. My mom got the Jaguar used from her friend and she needed to sell it. And I drove more than her. So I drove her Jag in hopes that people would see it and buy it. And it just fishtailed so much. I'm surprised I didn't die. I feel like uh, uh, some of the some Jags look like those old Thunderbirds, and I don't really like the Thunderbirds. I'm not a fan of those, so I'm not a fan of the Jags. Wow, but... no Thunderbirds, no Mr. Bean. This guy hates the classics, folks. I mean, look, I don't like, I don't hate all the classics, but I don't like that those those old Thunderbirds that look like a Stuart Little car. None for me, thanks. I don't trust a mouse in a vehicle. You, you know, know what I mean? you know what like Michigan a... legend drives a Thunderbird? Who? Jeff Daniels. Who is oh Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber? From yeah no Jeff Daniels from Michigan dog he never left Chelsea's own drives a Thunderbird. Oh well well Jag X look into Jag X. Um, <laughs> I'm so they stupid. are uh, soaring forty percent in heavy volume trading. They're on track for an eighteen month high. Uh, they are currently trading at one ninety nine dollar uh, ninety nine. Um, their fifty two week high is two ninety nine. Um, and I think that this has a lot of potential to be very big in the coming year. I think JAGX, uh, I saw they're working on, they do like uh, medicine and they're working on organic medicine. They actually developed a plant-based medicine uh, that's seeking approval currently for a, um, like an anti-diarrhea treatment used for like HIV and AIDS patients. Um, and like I said, they're, I mean, they are rocketing up right now. They are, uh, they're trending very high. Over the last year, they are up 161% over the last year. So JAGX, I think, is a good play. Obviously, as always, you need to do your own research. Um, but I do think this is something worth looking into. I myself have bought some. Um, and I think this is a kind of a sleeper stock. I have not heard anybody talking about this. I kind of found this on my own. I stumbled on this on a message board, and I did some research. And it, and it seems to be like it might be the real deal. So look into JAGX. That's my first pick. That is honestly the one I was I'm most excited about because I do feel like, I don't know, I feel like I got lucky. I feel like I found something, and I think a lot of people don't know about it, and I do think it's going to blow up, hopefully within the within the year. So, yeah, and I, I like that. So, do they have any products out on the market right now? I know you say they have a health a plant based diarrhea medicine for p- immunocompromised people. What do they sell? Um, well, I don't. I mean. I'm still doing doing research on them, but I just know that they they have like it's it's uh, that's like plant based medicines is a is a new kind of thing that's been coming around. I mean, it's not a new thing, but I think it's just starting to to gain some ground. Um, they are uh, they're very big in outside of the U.S. It seems, um, but I thought this was interesting. They the revenue is up. They came up with revenue of two point eight million. That's up from nine hundred seventy three thousand a year ago. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good place to be, and especially with you know things that are directly marketed towards immunocompromised people. I don't hate it. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I really feel good about it. I'm very excited uh, to uh, to see where it goes in the, in the next year. But yeah, I honestly don't know if they have other medicines out right now. I just found out about this, like I said, last night, like three, I did a little bit of research. Um, but I'll put it to you this way this morning, uh, they opened up, uh, at a decent, it was like one, what did they open up at today? They opened up at like 180 or 198 or something like that, uh, or 205, I guess. 
and they are at two uh, two dollars even right now. So it's still rocky. But like I said, I mean, to see that one year, uh, they have they have really expanded so quickly, and it's small gains. You know, it's up a couple dollars, nothing huge, but that's good growth. I'll take that growth. So that's my first pick. Um, my second pick uh, is um, uranium. Is that something you can buy stock in? Yes. So you can buy, you know how you, you have money in lithium stocks. Uh, you can buy uh, uranium uh, in mining companies. You can't buy uranium. You buy uranium, the government's going to come looking for you. But you can buy uranium stocks. So I don't actually have one. I mean, I have a couple stocks that I wanted to list, but like URNM uh, is a uh, uranium mining company. And uh, they are um, North Shore Global Uranium Mining um, I don't know much about uranium. I'm uh, still doing, you know, research on it. But it does appear, from what I've read, that uranium is a big part in, like, um, you know, like climate change. I've seen a lot of things that are saying the amount of climate change we're going to need. It's going to take drastic measures. And nuclear power is beyond me. Um, I do not understand it. But I have seen a lot of things and read some things that are saying like nuclear power is one of our best options to kind of help fix the environment. Uh, and again, someone's probably someone's much smarter than me is going to hear me say that and be like, you're an idiot. You don't even know about uranium. But North Shore Global Uranium, uh, again, um, is up 77 percent over the year. Uh, they are currently trading at 46.84. I think that it is a good uh, a good thing to look into. I think it's got some potential. I do think that it might dip. I think it has. Um, is it a good quote I saw on one of the websites when I was doing research on this is. Is a huge bump uh, eminent? Maybe not, but it is inevitable, which I thought was interesting because um, it is an alternate form of energy uh, with oil stocks falling and, and all the stuff with, with alternate er energies. I think uranium has a potential. So look into URNM. Uh, URA um, is a uranium ETF. Uh, Kamiko Corp is a uh, hot commodity right now. Um, they're like another uranium mining company. So I think that is a good thing to look into. I am uh, unable, I mean, I'm, my money's tied up in other things. So unfortunately I might not, this is an example of why we need you to buy, uh, to support our Patreon because I'm dropping these picks and I'm not even going to be able to have enough money to really take part in all of the picks I'm making. Yeah, he's jobless. This boy can't buy stocks. And if you're not familiar with uranium, that's in every 80s movie. The bad guy's always trying to steal uranium with its swarthy complexion. And, you know, they wanted it, so you want it. I get it, Maddie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I love The Simpsons. I love the nuclear power plant. It just really makes me feel warm inside. Um, uh, my third pick um, is uh, Coinbase. Coinbase. We were just talking about Bitcoin. Boy, you've Bitcoin you've and... really turned. You're you're a you're a crypto creep now. I know. I am a crypto creep now. I hate it. I don't like it about me. But I do think this is a good play. Uh, they're expected to IPO at about twenty to thirty billion. Um, and uh, it's still it's still weird because you know I think crypto is the benefit of Coinbase for me and. Uh, uh, cryptocurrency obviously is very up and down. It's very volatile. Nobody knows what it's going to do. But Coinbase has been around for a long time. I know that a lot, all my friends that trade cryptocurrencies, they trade on Coinbase. Um, I don't know the numbers, but I know that, that Coinbase has a big 
um, customer pool. They have a big client base. And from what I've heard, they have a really, really innovative uh, and easy to use website and layout, which I think is huge because, you know, they've got such a head start on these big banks that are eventually going to do cryptocurrency. I mean, it, that is inevitable. But I think the they don't have the client base. I think a lot of people are going to be holdouts on using crypto. Uh, they already are. And I also think that it's going to be hard for them to develop a um, intuitive, easy to use layout like Coinbase has. So I think Coinbase has a lot of potential to be a good uh, IPO. We'll see. But I also think there it's possible that it's sim- <clears throat> sorry, it's relatively simple to actually put out the platforms to deal these things. Like every sports betting site uses the same like process. Every trading platform uses the same process. It's all very unilateral. I don't see why Coinbase would be be any different. Well, I say, and to that I say, I do understand that, but to that I say, there's so much, um, there's so much, like, I don't want to say fraud, but people get robbed of Bitcoin all the time. Uh, people, people get their wallets hacked. I mean, that sort of stuff is, security with Bitcoin is huge because it's untraceable. It's, it's, it's very, very hard to monitor. It's almost impossible. So I think that security is a big problem. And I don't know about you, but I don't feel that a lot of banks are, you know, they're constantly getting hacked into and there's all these breaches and all these things are always being, um, uh, what's the word, like compromised. I feel like that's a lot. So I feel like security with these banks is not going to be enough. Uh, and I feel like Coinbase has a huge head start and probably is going to have more secure of a layout. But again, but I'm- How know. are they arranged to make money? I know like crypto is so ethereal and we don't know the structure of like, you know, who's in charge, how it's founded. So how does, do they take a cut? Do they just make money as a platform or is it a vertical scaling thing? How is it? Uh, that I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. I don't know. I, I feel like, is it going to be like other other banks and how do other banks make money? You know, are they going to, are they going to use that money? Are they going to use people's Bitcoin? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. That's a great question. I, I'm not sure, but I, I think it's worth looking into. I think that it is a, to be also to be the first, like I said, I think being first is a, is a big deal. I think it's uh, it's a lot like kind of not to compare them to Tesla because they're definitely not, but you know, they're going to be at the forefront of cryptocurrency trading. I think that they're going to get started early. I think it's going to help them with the shortcomings. I think it's going to help them. And, and just like the great American philosopher, Richard Roberts once said, if you aren't first, you are indeed last. Yeah, I mean, that can't be understated enough. You know, being getting into the market first is, I think, a huge deal. Getting a foothold, building that that client base, I think that is an underrated thing that a lot of people don't care about. Care about. And then, uh, like I said, I have one last, I know we're supposed to pick three. I had four. We can spend no time on this at all. I think medical mushrooms are going to be a huge deal in the coming year. We were just kind of talking about organic medicines and stuff. Um, I think medical medicinal mushrooms are going to be a lot like weed stocks, but <laughs> these they're are, better. These are be truly better. the stock picks of an unemployed man. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> cryptocurrency, uranium and medical mushrooms. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Look into medical mushrooms and UMI. Um, and what, what are we buying stock in? My buddy, Glenn. C-Y-B-N. Yeah, exactly. You know, where I get my tips from the guy I buy mushrooms from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you can get 1% of Glenn's under the bed yield on Robinhood. Uh, they're very, 
they're letting anything get listed these days. Yeah, I think that, the, but I think the medical mushroom, te- the, the industry is starting to wake up. I think it's still very, very, very new, but I think they're starting to wake up to the potential. And I think there's a lot more um, benefits to mushrooms than people think. Also, it, you it, know, our friends, everyone we know is microdosing this and microdosing that. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's all about, again, how you position yourselves in the marketplace. You're not a medical mushroom company, you're an optometrist for the third eye. Absolutely, exactly. Give away Welcome samples to, at Marianne Williamson's ra- rallies. Let's fucking do this. Welcome to Lens Crafters, you know. But yeah, so that, like I said, we don't have to spend any more time on that because I know I did pick a uh, pick a fourth. But my, medical mushrooms uh, is is I think is a good industry to check out, and I know I'm going to be doing some research there. So yeah. I'm very I'm very uh, excited. I was uh, very excited to do this episode because I'm very I feel very passionate about my picks. I think these are good picks, and I'll be excited to see how they fare throughout the rest of the year. But I've talked too much. You you take it over. All right. So I, I did my picks based on the larger world, the context, things that are going on, and let's have some fun, huh? So some industries are going to bounce back with the vaccine, and I think supply chain logistics. I think large-scale shipping uh, we have all noticed how bad it's been. What a backlog it's been to get any package. No longer, folks. You know, you've seen UPS skyrocket. You've seen FedEx skyrocket. And I really looked in this sector to find a lot of value trying to find something that was a little bit more bang for the buck. So I did come across the first trust NASDAQ transportation ETF you know, UPS, that's 150 a share. A lot of the other ETFs, they're around 100. First Trust, 28.74. And now that we're a little bit more into ETFs, they're not companies. So like with MJ, which had a great day for us, one of the things we've been huge on went up 8%. You actually get a pretty nice dividend payout more common than not. So First Trust NASDAQ Transportation, they've got a hand in freight. They've got a hand in logistics. I really like this. You can look it up with the initials FTXR. They had a good day today. They're up 3%. So maybe it'll chill. 52-week high is 29. So it's about to break that. So I really think this will have a good 2021. I like that. That sounds great to me. I have nothing to dispute with that against. Uh, I, I like the... The would you the comparison about UPS and all that stuff is great because you're absolutely right. The shipping stuff and the the whole disruption of things is crazy. Yeah, and it's good. It's gonna have good probably earnings reports from the last quarter of 2020, and then you know see the company and maybe you. I'm hoping to get like a 25 percent yield and sell around like February 2022. That's okay, a, so this is kind of a, this is a longer play. I mean, we're. I think it's. I, that's a short term play for me. Just how my attitudes and philosophies are. Right. Yeah, that's like that's a that's about middle term short to middle for me okay so next one i can't even find this one for sale it's so good um oh it's 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 amazing i i need to get my life in order so i can be good enough to buy this one it's literally the marriage of two superpowers and it is the vanguard total china index etf Wow, just you saying that sound it sounds like you just summoned like a like a robot, a giant robot to come fight for you. You are tra- you're getting a piece of 
1,000 of the best Chinese companies in one, in one security. Well, and we've talked about this before. China is not going to let their companies fail unless they want them to. And China, I mean, we're not in a collectivist nation. China, it's all about China. We see the U.S. get in some trouble. It's all about our individual choices, our freedom to buy groceries without a mask, our freedom to do all these little things. China, they just want that global market. I think get, it's Vanguard in China, the two greatest economic forces in the world right now. If they're putting out something together, I am going to try and get in on that. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, and you can see even like the little illustration has the Great Wall leading up to the Statue of Liberty. Wow, what a metaphor. I don't know what it means, but it's a metaphor. And I know those are kind of boring ones. So we, which one? I can go two ways here. I could either go AMC, which is bargain basement right now in hopes of an acquisition, or we go Yelp. Well, I'm gonna. I would like you. I'd like to talk about AMC because I learned something about AMC that I don't know if you know about. Um. Well, here's here's my guess with AMC. I'm guessing they have a tremendous amount of underlying assets. You think they they do? They you, wait. Say that again. I think they own a lot of their. I think they own a lot of things from the seats to the projectors to the screens to the curtains to the real estate. I think the holdings are actually pretty good there. And I've noticed There's like a lot of was, value there. And I was looking at like Cinemark, which has like a similar similar company structure. They haven't really been affected by all the stock prices. So what do you, what did you find out with AMC? Well, did you? We were just talking about to to bring it not to bring it back to China again, but did you know that there's a the Chinese company um, owns about half of AMC? Ooh, Chinese conglomerate trims steak. So they cut. Uh, that's not their name, but they they trim their steak. So they own a little bit less, I think, but I think they're close to half. I'm with it. So, um, yeah. And I didn't realize, but they've owned since, I think they've owned, uh, this came out in like 2013. Um, so since 2013, but they're still, to my knowledge, they're still half owned by a Chinese company. So um, that that makes me more optimistic about an AMC play because like we just said, as a Chinese company, if they own half of it, they're not going to let that fail unless they choose to let it fail, I think. So, I do think the AMC is a good is a good move. I think there's a lot of potential there. Like you said, it is very very low, um, and uh, there could be a buyout. There's a lot that can happen there, and they have been. I've seen. And I looked into doing this. I thought it'd be cool to rent out the theater for everybody, um, and have a small little party and and do that. So that's still an option, and it seems like a lot of people are taking advantage of that. Yeah, I wanted to, um, I wanted to do that on on Thanksgiving for the Lions game, and you won't believe who shot down that one. Wow, was does it rhyme with grabby? Yeah, well, it that rhymes, would have been fun. It rhymes with throws out the rent check. Yeah, oh, hey, oh, um, yeah. I so it's uh, AMC right now is at two oh four, and uh, yeah, I don't Ooh, know. It, I it's up ten percent today. I was looking up at like one a.m. yesterday. They were one ninety, so they they knew we were looking at the same charts as all the bigwigs last night. Yeah, yeah. So I like the AMC play. Like I said, especially after I figured out that they were used, they were half owned by China. That's huge. China, China. All right. So that we did it here, boys and girls. Um, I want to plug some new shit I'm doing. All right. First yeah, of all, it. it's the Patreon. 
Second of all, you all know I'm big papa basketball. So I, if you, in the interest of making money every day at 1.30, I'm doing 20 minutes on the Props Network YouTube where I'm just, I'm, I'm doing a vlog of every NBA bet I make this season. It's a blast. It feels like I'm honestly doing stand-up while talking basketball. It is the most me medium I've ever discovered. So, and the picks are white hot. Like, I got off to a 13-2 and two start. So, a bunch of people made money. We're having a blast over there. So, if you like hoops, check that out on the Props Network. I'm... Or you can find me, The Walkowski, on Twitter, Joel Walkowski on Instagram. Or you could just go rifle through my old apartment at 10 Montieth. Yeah, yeah. If you can get past uh, Renzo. The door guy? Come on. I forgot his name. You don't, rem- you don't remember Renzo's name? Renzo. It's a, I knew it was a re- unique name. I'm sorry, Renzo. I and, forgot your name. I'm he, sorry. I haven't yeah. seen you in so long. Yeah, he said we'd be friends after I moved out. Your doorman's never your friend. That's a life lesson to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Follow, uh, check out our Patreon, please check out our Patreon. Uh, we're going to um, have more tiers. We're going to figure out what extra content we're going to put up. It's still a process, but we're going to work on it. Uh, follow me on uh, Instagram at Matt Backus sucks. I'm on Twitch. I've been playing on Twitch. Uh, it's been really fun. Actually, people have been coming into the chat and they're, we're hanging out I'm playing call of duty and other video games with comedians. And, uh, it's honestly been really, really fun. And, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. So find me on Twitch, uh, at Matt Backus. I think our Patreon and our, and my Twitch account are linked. So if you go to our Patreon, you can find the link to my Twitch there. It's also everywhere. So check out Twitch. Um, I'm going to be in, uh, there, I think I got an email from, uh, this wonderful writer. Um, I've got, I'm such an idiot. I cannot remember her name either. Is it Renzo? No, not Renzo, but uh, I'm going to be in a Policy Genius article, I think, in the next couple weeks. So when that comes out, check that out. Uh, I recommended a book. They asked, she asked me what book, like financial books I've been reading over the year. And so hopefully you can check that out. And uh, I'm excited about that. So What check did you that recommend? Um, Narrative Economics, um, Robert J. Schiller. Um, it's a book I've been reading. It's actually one of the reasons I got kind of hooked into crypto because the first chapter is about crypto and the idea of it. And the book is great. It, it honestly, not without getting too much into it, it deals with kind of what we talked about on the podcast before about how like narrative economics is basically like the narrative of things changing based off of perception of it. Um, like when we would talk about Elon Musk tweeting and the stock price changing or Donald Trump tweeting and the stock market, uh, stock price change, things like that. So I would definitely look into Narrative Economics. It's a great book if you're interested. Dope, dope. Well, this was fun. I will talk to you soon. You're welcome over for the Colts game on Saturday morning. So Yes, one, 103 is, a, is kickoff, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. I will see you there. And I got to go. I'm going to go make the case for the Colts over on my other show. So A sure. defense is unstoppable. I mean, uh, I... A good run game that's usually present in a big upset. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not nervous, but it'll be good. I'll see you on Saturday. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for listening. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Hallelujah. That was a great episode. What a good episode.